for the best theme song ever? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. pumped yes <laughs> so i i love explaining that because i i had so beers bongs and bullshit when mm-hmm. we started that show we we uh, got a theme song like by episode two or three right because the first time we were just like beers bongs bullshit like, nope <laughs> you know and they're like yeah but we need something cool and we got this guy mark shirts to write something for us and played guitar and it was just oh sweet is he local dope. or yeah yeah and it was just dope as fuck like so cool and it was like so when i started this i was like i need something something so i was like you know i listen to a lot of podcasts and right. they have these like extremely like either auto-tuned or just really corny cheesy theme songs yeah. i was like i want to try something like that and yeah so i just told my guy moses i was like just turn that auto-tune up and just let's make let's it sound let's ridiculous. go let's and, fucking go yes but, uh, <laughs> I, so like do you ever listen have you ever listened to, like the golden hour with um brennan schaub chris D'Elia, and eric griffin i haven't is that so, uh, is that one on spotify or what are they it should be i, okay. I listen to everything on apple but i'm sure it's on spotify okay but. that's spotify is what i've been doing for podcasts yeah. lately and then so um have you listened to, like the fighter and the kid brendan schaub and uh, brian callen i haven't no, no. What about theo vaughn yeah oh god yeah i like okay. theo vaughn so you know these guys are all theo vaughn's friends okay okay i would like it then <laughs> so like they get together and it's just a cool but they have the funniest fucking theme song ever. It's like sounds like a like a nineteen eighties um sitcom intro song like mm-hmm. that. It's like it's just the best. And so that's I wanna find for twenty twenty four I wanna find something more like that. Like, Run, okay. More corny, even more corny. <laughs> oh yeah, remind me when we get because I I wanna check that out. I do I listen to obviously Rogan, everyone listens to Rogan, but uh there's these dudes I listen to um Mind Pump Media. Uh they're they're cool. They don't it's like a they, they're like fitness trainers and nutrition, but they talk about everything. Oh, okay. And they're, yeah, they're, there's yes. like three of, yeah, there's three of them that do like most of the time and they're, they're entertaining as hell. Like it's just, it's crazy. The podcast world, it's, it's like, it's like the music world now, which is right. oversaturated as fuck. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of sucks is, um, my buddy, Mike, uh, who was one of my co-hosts on beers, bongs and bullshit. He, mm-hmm. he brought up podcasting to me like 2000 and, 12 right like something like that he's like we should do a podcast and i'm like what what's what the that? hell is it <laughs> and he's like um it's because he he knew about joe rogan's podcast back then right, right. And he was like explaining it to me i'm like that sounds like some serious nerd shit bro like i'm not and i'm just eating my words ever since yeah because <laughs> i'm like like look how, how how much further we would have been ahead of the game if we would have started way back then and now when we got into it it was during the pandemic because we were just bored right. we we're like we need something to do and, but it became so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And I love those ones where it's like groups of friends that do it frequently and just bullshit because it's like you're just hanging out and sitting and having discussions. And I was like, who knew this could be such an entertaining platform, like just to talk. And I used to think, because I remember, I think it was the first time I listened to a podcast was in like two, th- it was either late 2013, early 2014 when I, uh, 
I was at Offutt Air Force Base when I was in the Air Force, and uh, one of my supervisors, like, he was from Oregon. He's like, yeah, man, I listened to this Joe Rogan podcast. I'm like, the, the Fear Factor guy? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what the hell are you talking about? And then, uh, like, I was riding around with him, and I was like, oh, this is actually, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then ever since, I've been, you know, off and on, I like to listen to different podcasts. But yeah, the, the concept then, I was like, what the? Yeah, it's just, it's it's like AM radio, and that was not fucking cool. No, exactly. <laughs> it was yeah, like the worst. fucking dad yeah. drives around listening to this stuff, you know. Like, to this day, whenever I would borrow my grandfather's truck, I'd have to immediately switch it from AM radio, because it was like yeah. the most boring shit ever. But, but I don't know, you know, when I looked at it in a different way, because I started looking at it like Howard mm-hmm. Stern. I yeah. was like, you know, Howard Stern's talk show was you know um like revolutionary almost like the, yeah. the, he pushed the barrier so far and he was like mm-hmm. no like nothing's off limits i don't care and he and i love his story how he fought the system and all that right. shit and i was like so that's what it's really is like you gotta do it your way and that's you know it's always fun now i now i have so many saved i don't listen to them as many as i yeah. used to because I go back and forth. Sometimes I'll go like a month. I don't even want to listen to music at all. Mm-hmm. I just want to listen to podcasts and conversations. And so that that's kind of what what I do. Like I had a, I used to listen to just music all the time, and then I don't know. You know how it is when you're making music and yeah. stuff. You're, you you kind of yeah. get a little. You need something different. Need a break. <laughs> yeah. So I like when I work out, I listen to my music, mm. but when I'm doing anything else, showering, uh, driving to driving kids to school, driving to work, driving around. I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. I'll put one on and I'll just listen to bits and pieces of it. And now like, it makes me think back. I'm like, God, now I'm probably, my kids are like, you know how I used to think when my dad was listening to yeah. AM radio, talk yeah. radio. Guaranteed. Yeah. Cause yeah. whatever I put one of my kids, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, exactly. It's, like, it's good. It's good. Cause I'll, cause I, you know, they got to deal with me watching fights all the time. Right. And then, um, well not all the time. Do they like on it? The weekend. No, they hate it. Really? Yeah. Elijah can't. too. Yeah, he, uh, I'm trying to think of, so probably two years ago, me and, um, me and Lena's older brother, mm-hmm. we were watching like throwback UFCs, like UFC 2 and UFC 3, oh, yeah, like, like, those old ass ones. And he, I think he was more just sitting out here to hang out with me and his uncle yeah. rather than actually watching the fights, but he sat out and watched. Other than that, no, he... I used to have him out here when he was younger, mm-hmm. and he just, as soon as he discovered he didn't have to be anymore, that's when I really, like, oh, he's just not into it. Yeah, he and, just likes to, yeah. the social aspect. And he, I think he got more into that whole realm of thought of, there's just two, like, how many, because some nights you watch a whole card of fights, mm-hmm. and they all go to decision, nobody gets hurt, and there's no blood, there's no real damage, right? Yeah, and as a kid. Like, yeah, it's boring, like, yeah. you know, you just want to see the knockouts, You're like, yeah, but you got to watch all of it to make it more exciting for when it happens. But I get it at that age. I, I remember my grandfather watching boxing a lot when I was a Mm -hmm. kid, but I don't really remember ever being into it. Like he was, I just remember wanting to be around him. Right. You know? And like, now I'm like, I get it. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 and to me, she hates violence and oh, I can, aspect. yeah, I can, so I can totally see that, man. So she will not watch. She'll cover her eyes or run away. And then Emily, she'll she'll tell me sometimes. She's sweet sometimes, believe it or not. She'll be like, I'll watch yeah. with you, Dad. I'll sit with you, Dad. <laughs> but she doesn't care for me either. Right. Yes. I remember when we were growing up, like, watch. we would, like, it was fun to watch, like, um, like Lennox Lewis and yeah. Mike Tice, like, you know, those big fights yeah. when they were coming on. I used to love watching those. And my dad was a big boxing fan. So I remember, gosh, how old were we when uh, 
Remember when the Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, like the ear biting thing? Um, was that, that like ninety five or yeah, it was. I, I just actually looked that date up. I swear it was 95, 96, something yeah. like that. So I, I remember like waking up as a kid and like I knew that fight was going on. And my dad, like he, he was not a big Mike Tyson fan just because of the era, yeah. you know, of when. And he was like, yeah, he bit his, he bit his ears. Out. And I remember I was like, I, there's no way that happened. I was thinking. And then I remember like, I think it was like a newspaper article, you know, you yeah. see on the front page. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, that's what I remember too. And I reflect back on that. So this is such a famous point yeah. in boxing history. Oh, yeah. As I was like, I, I didn't see that shit, but I heard everybody talking about it. That's mm-hmm. what I remember. And then, of course, replays we see now. But, uh, yeah. And then I remember I remember even being, I have, like, flashes of um, these old apartments we lived in and, like, playing in a field. Mm-hmm. And the field was overseen by, like, balconies of different apartments, right? And I remember... Um, a group it must have been my friend's house or apartment because we knew that they were watching a tyson fight right and i remember how they were all yelling and screaming when it was about to start and like shortly after like what the fuck because it ended <laughs> so quickly like i remember moments like that yeah <laughs> it's just um aside from that yeah i don't even remember a whole lot of specific boxers like my grandfather was ever watching mm-hmm. like now i know which ones he favored um but i don't remember as a kid seeing like who he was truly watching right. i just remember people were punching each other and just hanging out yeah <laughs> um so yeah it's it's crazy like i i because i i boycotted boxing for like i five years probably i i was along so i remember i used to be like remember when ufc was like first and I, I i can't remember if you had the same opinion as me at first but i was like these are like apes in cages this isn't fight this is insane who this is never going to catch track no one wants to see this and now and then i kind of I was like, wow, this is cool. There's actually a lot of skill involved. And then I started getting into it. And then boxing just got so... I think the turning point for boxing, because I remember we used to do pay-per-view some, was uh, was it the Pacquiao and Mayweather fight? The one... Uh, I remember we watched that here. And I just felt like it was such bullshit. Like the way that that fight was called. And I was just like, you know what? This is so correct. And like... I did. I got out of boxing for a while after that, just because I, I, I don't know. It yeah. just rubbed me the wrong way the way it went. See, it was actually a Manny Pacquiao fight that got me to boycott was for it? a while too. Because I, I love Manny so, Pacquiao. Yeah, um, Timothy Bradley. He was fighting him, uh-huh. and I think it was their first fight. And I remember we're watching this shit here, and we we ended up going outside because we all smoked cigarettes at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember they hadn't even scored it yet. The fight just ended, and we all knew. We yeah. all knew Manny won, and so we went on to go smoke, or stand on the, and then we hear them announce Bradley as the winner. We're like, what the fuck? What the fuck is yeah. going on? And at that point, I was like, I'm fucking done. This is bullshit. I'm yeah. not, I'm I, not I investing mean, my time in this shit. So it was like five fucking years that I didn't really watch anything. Um, and I don't even remember what pulled me back into it. Um, I really can't. I don't remember what pulled me back in. I'm sure it was a Canelo fight. Right, but um, but yeah, and then I just got really hooked back into, and it kind of took me away from team sports. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch. I hate the NBA now. I cannot stand it. I, I can't with the NBA. Like, I it sucks because I, I like watching basketball, like college basketball. I like, I really enjoy it, and I used to enjoy NBA playoff basketball. But like when we were kids, like no one plays as hard as like Jordan and them. You know, it's yeah, it's it's not. And everyone builds these dream team. It's just not. It's not fun anymore. Yeah, and I was. You know, I was talking to somebody about this recently because I couldn't figure out 
aside from the fact of I feel like they're just a bunch of sissy lalas now. It's not the same oh, game, but yeah, I was like, you know, why is it that they're, they're and they're getting babied? You know, they're getting mm-hmm. babied in these ways with there's these fouls and that you can't do this and they're. It ultimately seems like some of them are playing to be fouled, like they're trying to get to the free throw line rather than working for that yeah. basket. And I was like, man, you know, you think about the athletes we watched growing up. A lot of their fathers or uncles were mm-hmm. athletes as well. But even them that were famous or not famous, but, you know, pros, mm-hmm. even at that generation, they probably st- they weren't making that much money. Mm-hmm. And then. So the ones we were watching were the first, I think, actual guys that were that were making a shit ton of money. Right. And so these guys as kids that we watched growing up are now playing. And you know that those guys had far less hardships and struggles in life. Yeah. So their their skin's not as thick. Their their hearts aren't as tough because they didn't have to work through different things. I don't mm-hmm. want to say work is hard because I'm sure they worked very hard to get there still, right. but they didn't work the same. They didn't have to go through the same trials and tribulations. And that ultimately is going to make you soft, right? If you don't go through that shit. Yeah. I mean, if you have everything, I, I'm not going to say handed you. Cause like I said, I'm, you have to have skill. You have to work, you know, a certain, you have to work up to a certain level to get yeah. there. But yeah, if you're not, if everything's more or less handed to you, you know, you're not going to have that same. Yeah. And now, like, I, I've always rooted for this, but it's going to be really interesting now with that, that, uh, what is it, like, image, likeness, and whatever it is mm-hmm. where the kids can get paid money, like high school kids. High getting, school? Yeah. No, really? I, apparently, I didn't know that. I knew the NCAA I could be wrong, was. But I swear high school kids are getting it and now, too. I'm like so torn on that because at first I was like, fuck that. Like, you guys are getting a scholarship. You're playing a game. Will you chill? But then. When you really think about how much money they make off, off of, of them, yeah. them, I'm like, yeah, you know, there, there's a little something to it. Yeah, I mean, college makes complete sense to me. Yeah, college um, for sure. High school makes me nervous. If the high school I thing didn't, is true, that makes yeah, me Yeah, I hadn't heard that till just now. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up, maybe. We'll fact check. Yeah, I, I need a Jamie. It's so nice to be able to do that. Jamie, can you yeah, come Yeah, Jamie, check can you? <laughs> I'm going to get a drink real quick. Do you want? Uh, I got those Zevia sodas. You know those I, don't even, I don't even know what that is. No, they're... Um, they're the zero sugar, zero calorie, carbonated flavor. Okay, yeah, I'll try yeah, it. Yeah, why not? All right, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, I've I started drinking these, um, probably six months ago now, mm-hmm. something like that. Because I, I was, I remember, of course, high middle school, high school days, loving soda like most people did. Yeah, um, we. I mean, we used to. Yeah, just tear it straight down well, the and the- you didn't really know back then how even then you didn't know how bad that crap was for you yeah, like it's just shoved in your face yeah and it's cheap and it's yeah, and even still a lot but you know there's i feel like there's more research done on it now than there used to be yeah and i i got away from it um gosh you know we'll we'll get into this i'm sure with yep. just like health and mm-hmm. and weight and stuff like that but it's like i was just always trying to figure out, you know, something better. I do love water. Like, I have no problem drinking water. You, yeah, you've always yeah. been. Even, like, I love drinking water now, but you've always been. I remember, shoot, when we were, like, 11, 12, you would always be drinking water all the time. Like, and I, I remember, because I remember at that age, you know, I was like, come on, man. It's weird, right? Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> but remember who my mom was. Yeah, <laughs> it's, true, it's true. Wrong. But uh, <laughs> it's so good. Now there's verification for everybody. I tell people that all the time. Like, I've always just drank water. It's always just been... He paid me to do. say that. So. <laughs> very well, too. I paid very well. <laughs> With all of our ads from the yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But uh, so I've just always gone through those struggles of like what to drink. And then because, um, you know, you also start discovering, oh, juice is also not that healthy if you drink no. a shit ton yeah. of it. Or even if you don't drink a shit ton of it, it's just not something you even you want to have every day sometimes. And going through it all and then diet soda and you realize, oh, well, diet soda is also terrible too. Yeah, a bunch of shit in that too. So I I ended up hearing about this, gave it a, because I've tried so many of these different sparkling flavored things. Some of them are delicious. Mm -hmm. Some of them are too good to be true. And you find out because there's other shit in them that's not good for you. And then, of course, I also went through overnight shifts for working in um energy drinks or holy shit you know dude three so to five of them a night sometimes are we are we gonna go down this path now are we gonna we start? can we can do, well let's say let, let me introduce you let me introduce yeah, I guess, you to all I the guess people we'd... who don't realize who, who's talking to me right now so david you are my my longest lasting friend we've been friends since what six sixth grade sixth grade uh 11 11, 11 years yeah. old yeah. yeah so over 20 years um yeah i'm trying to figure out how old we are right now what is yeah, that, I, you 20, know, I stopped keeping track. <laughs> so is that, 24 years? 20, 24 almost years. 25 years? Holy shit, yeah. And that's almost a quarter of a century. That's pretty That's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> good Lord. And so... At least uh, you still look good. I, I got all grays in my beard, you know? Like, I look like I'm 100, and every... You know, you look... Well, I still am, got the same face. Yeah, well, I'm, and I'm morbidly obese, so we had to make <laughs> the exchange. <so. laughs> got to take the good with the yeah, bad. Yeah, but I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> you, on it. But, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, let's go down this path, because you... You clearly, you went in the military, we'll get into that too, mm-hmm. um, served in the Air Force, um, and then you uh, joined law enforcement. Yep. And so you know all about the struggles of sleep and work-life balance. <laughs> Caffeine. Like, yeah. And, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like what was your downfall with energy drinks and staying up? So I, you know, I had, well, I was in the military. I did, uh, you know, a lot of different schedules. I'd do days and nights, and uh, once I became a canine handler, it really you know, you would get called, you have to, Hey, we got to have you go do this, um, mission. And that sounds really cool. It's not that cool. But, um, you know, I'd have to, I say to, I'd be on a, yeah, I'd be on a pick up the loaf of bread for the crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be on like a night schedule and they're like, Hey, there's, um, a secret service, a POTUS mission in Des Moines, let's say. Right. And yeah, I know you worked last night, but, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't you go home now? and try and get a couple hours of sleep and come back in and fill out all the paperwork. And then you're going to leave that afternoon. And then you're on a day's schedule for a couple of days. And then you come back and it gets to the point. Sometimes we're like, I don't, dude, I don't even remember when I slept. Yeah. I just know I've drank about, I got big into, remember the bang energy? Oh, yeah. I know they're still around. Yeah. So yeah, man, I would drink. So I would drink usually coffee in whatever my wake up time was, whether that was morning, afternoon, well, you know, depending on what schedule I was doing, I would drink, um, a bang energy drink usually during my shift to stay awake. Or I thought one time I was healthy. I bought, <laughs> okay. I, I'm being a dick. I, I bought uh, what was it called? That remember that G fuel shit. I think they started having like all these studies saying it was like the worst shit you could get that powder, that G fuel. I don't know if you ever tried it. I never tried that. It one. came in like a pre-workout type tub and you'd oh. mix it. And it was just cheaper than buying energy drinks all the time. Or I do that. And then I do pre-workout with it had like, you know, three or 400 milligrams of caffeine in it before I worked out. Yeah. And I was just constantly, and yeah, I throughout even law enforcement, I would have, it, it was really hard. It was like a ritual almost like at my lunch, I would have an energy drink and I just became such a routine. Yeah. And I, I finally, I, when I gave that all up, um, like all I drink now really is coffee in the morning. Um, but that, that was the hardest thing for me 
Like that was my version. You know, I never really smoked cigarettes or anything. That was my version of, I, I like I, I would literally just sit there and crave it. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was the sucralose, like the different artificial sweeteners in it, or if it was the routine of it or what it was. But I, that was, I still, sometimes I'll be like, man, I really want. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, I, Cause I, so I remember you got me onto the, the C4s before. Oh, those are so tasty. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, <laughs> and which it was great. Cause the yellow can. Yeah. Fucking that twist aid limeade fucking slapped well, though, dude, the flavor of that. So green my one. favorite one was, I think Foxtrot. It was called like Fox. Foxtrot. I don't white. It was a yellow can, but the white. Oh, okay. Top. I don't I know if I had that one. That was one of my favorite. And then I saw these other ones that were coming out. And so I've, my, my rule of thumb has always been the more expensive, the better it's got to be for you. And so C4 <laughs> was one of the more expensive energy drinks I could find. And I was, yeah. so then I, and then you were in, you were in shape and about fitness. So I was like, well, he's got to be correct. So like, these are definitely You can't better. put things on the internet <laughs> yeah. if it's not true. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I was drinking those, but monsters, monsters were my absolute downfall of energy drinks. So when, when um, we started our security team, Mm -hmm. in uh 2015 that's when we started that and started doing those overnights i was because i was i was doing some when i was working at the youth shelter mm -hmm. so i would do uh what was it 9 p.m to 9 a.m shifts oh that's and, rough yeah it was especially especially on like and i'll call them good nights when the yeah. kids are actually in bed at lights doing out what they're supposed yeah, to quiet. And, yeah it, it can be really fucking hard because you got some chores to do around the shelter mm -hmm. but you have to do them in the dark because right. the kids are sleeping and yeah and you can get them fucking done in an hour and still have all those hours to go when you know what mm -hmm. you're doing and so like that's when I, I would really i would i would read i read the 48 laws of power when i was you know working those shifts mm -hmm. i wrote a bunch of songs um, but yeah, and then of course, you know, you'd scroll social media, but it's like, you can only do so much. So yeah, yeah. I was drinking easily three of those a night, the, the monster energy drinks. But when we started the security team and it was no longer just about forcing yourself to stay awake, mm -hmm. it like turned into this whole other thing. So like Joe that, you know, when we, when we brought him on, he was literally drinking like five or six rock stars a night <sighs> and not just once in a while. That was like his routine. Mm -hmm. And I just, it just blew me away because I was like, what the, f are you even tired? When, when you're to that point too, you have to really wean down. Like you can't just go cold yeah, turkey your off everything. Your, your body will it. just, yeah. And, and yeah, he, I mean, he's had, I want to say, so if he's been working with us for eight years now, mm -hmm. I want to say he's had kidney stones like once every fucking year. <laughs> yeah, man. With <laughs> like, it's it's just it's gotten so routine for him. The the problem is too with this stuff is like we don't really they haven't been around that long. Yeah, you know I don't remember. I remember seeing I think when I was in high school they started. Remember they're just the original monster. Yeah, like the, the black and the green yeah, little and tab green. on it, and, and then, then they Bull. came up. Yeah, Red, Red Bull. Bull was the, probably the yeah. It gives you wings. Like those were the yeah. two. And there's just I mean there's no research. I mean, we don't know the long term of these yeah, things. What it's doing to us long. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, just like these fucking e cigs, right? We're like, oh, it's gotta be good. Oh, like we have no clue what the fuck we're it's in for. Funny, <laughs> I was talking with my dad about that before I came here because my brother was vaping for. I think he quit. Uh -huh. But we're uh, we're like, that's probably worse for you than smoking. Like we don't really know. Yeah. I mean, all I all I know about them mm -hmm. is when they first came out and they were getting popular. I was working at 
the youth shelter. Mm-hmm. And one of my, uh, I call her one of my mentors because she's the one who trained me and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. she had been working there for like, I don't know, um, eight years at the time already. And she was a pretty big uh, cigarette smoker. She rolled her own cigarettes and all that shit and mm-hmm. all that. And, and then when those came out, she switched to that. She's like, yeah, I figured it out better. And as soon as she switched to that, she ended up in the hospital for pneumonia. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, I'd never seen her sick before, ever. Mm-hmm. And she'd never talked about being sick, any issues she'd had. But, she, but then I was like, oh, yeah, you're putting water vapor in your lungs. Like, so clearly that would be a risk, but they don't talk about it. But you don't hear about that so much anymore. So I'm wondering if they either made adjustments to it or fixed it, because this was beginning phase. Did you ever see those, like, um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was going around social media, right? I don't really do much social media anymore, but... Um, remember the, the kids that were having them like heat up and explode. Oh yeah. I heard about that. And then their mouths or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And, and you, I even heard about one person said they exploded in their pocket. Like yeah. it was, they weren't even inhaling. It just exploded. It just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> just at random. And, and so, yeah, it's a trip and, and seeing like how normal they are is what scares me the most. I think, because I honestly, as I, I smoked for, I smoked for, so it's been two years since I smoked a cigarette now. So I smoked for about 17 years. Yeah. And, you know. Newport hundreds? Yeah. I mean, when I first started, I think it was Marbreds. Was it? Okay. I remember always the Newport hundreds. And I, but that was when I was, before I went to Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So I think that's what my cousin smoked. Whatever she smoked is where I would get a cigarette from once in a while. Oh, yeah. Sheila. Did she still smoke or? Um, So I want to say, I want to say yes, but I. I don't think as much. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw her go out and, cause I think she'll still sneak away to a corner to have a cigarette sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went out to Wisconsin, I think that's when I officially switched to Newports mm-hmm. and fucking, you could feel what they're doing to you. You can like yeah. every fucking hit you could feel. You just don't care. The addiction's so strong. You don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't smell it no more. You don't understand right. that you stink and all this shit. And I, it took me probably 10 years to even realize like some nasty stuff around my gums, like growing, like oh, really? to where it was like the coloration of my gums was changing. I know my and, buddies who, who would chew yeah. tobacco would get that. Yeah. And so like all of a sudden, and the, and the lifestyle, of course, I, you know, that I chose to live for yeah. so long, it came with a lot of late nights of drugs, drinking, smoking, and not sleeping, mm-hmm. not brushing your fucking teeth. And not take care of yourself. Because yeah, yeah. I'm out. And so, like, going through all those things and elements and then finally getting away from Like, it was tempting. I, I tried two different e-cigs um, when I first tried to stop smoking. Well, that, and That was the big pitch at first yeah. with those things was, hey, it, this is going to help you quit smoking. This yeah. is, And, and it became like, this whole worse. fucking, like... <laughs> Like, I, I know people who have never smoked a cigarette in their life, but they vape. Vape, yeah. And it's like, why? Yeah, because <laughs> that, that was the thing. That was the, yeah. like, you will quit smoking if you do this. And I remember when it was getting big, because I had a, it was back when I worked uh, for Nordstrom, and I had a buddy who left, because he opened up, like, an e-cig, uh, like, mall station in uh, the Portland, Oregon area. Yeah. And he made a ton of money off it, because he said, hey, like, this is, I have a guy I'm talking to, like whoever he had as a business partner. And he's like, dude, we need to do this now. We need to do it fast before the FDA starts regulating it. And it becomes, which by the way, fuck the FDA. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what they think anyway, but yeah. Anyway, like trying to make money off it before, yeah. you know, before it became regulated. So, I mean, what is that? 
<laughs> what does that really yeah, tell you? So many things do that. To, and they, they want their tax money, so at some point they're going to. Yeah, but, I mean, now you got now you have, like, 15-year-old kids, right? 15-year-old yeah, kids. Yeah, don't got to tell me. <laughs> stealing their, their family members' cards and ordering vape pens from China. Yeah. It's like, that's not safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the idiocracy in of, that decision-making process, like, what is, I don't know, it's it's hard, like, one thing I've learned with age, mm-hmm. for sure, is it's one of the most painful aspects. And I this is this builds my empathy for our parents and our grandparents. Mm-hmm. All these things now is and our teachers even. Yeah. Of it doesn't fucking matter what you teach somebody; they have to learn it on their own. Yeah. It's the worst thing to sit back and watch people yeah. fuck up over and over. Or when you warn somebody and you see them, and it's like I have to tell people so much. I'm like, this is like here's here's my quick like response to it but i was like but it doesn't fucking matter you're gonna have to learn it on your own mm-hmm. like this is the biggest thing like um I, but i hate wasting my advice i hate wasting my time when it's not going to be utilized and i'm like and i'm not doing it for a haha moment like i never want to be like i fucking told you yeah but i do want to slap you across the face sometimes and be like i fucking <laughs> told you like what was the point of asking and and all these things, but like my son, he's he's got this brain that I love. Mm-hmm. He's got this brain that wants to challenge the system. Which, by the way, things. he's like a really respectful kid, you know, from kids I deal with, like talking with him, you know, when we went out to dinner the other night. Like, yeah, no, he's, you know, you, he's, you guys he's have done, yeah, stuff. you guys have done well with him. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he could be an asshole. Well, like yeah, most he's 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, he's still got a really good heart. And like, he, man, I, I, he almost made me cry. Uh, a couple weeks back because mm-hmm. um, he'll come out here and chill. So that's why I set up his own little table there oh, cool. <laughs> just so he can come out and sit. Yeah. Cause he's a weed smoker. I don't, I don't care sharing it. He's only yeah. 17 and that's, you know, there was harm reduction in our eyes. But, yeah. Um, so I was like, well, if you're going to do it, not in the house, we don't smoke in the house. You don't smoke in the house. Mm-hmm. So he'll be up late sometimes just chilling out here, listening to music, mm-hmm. come out and sit down and we'll just have conversations. And it's some of my favorite moments. Cause just, no distraction dis- discussions about whatever. Yeah. And we're having a talk for a while, and I'm like, I'm ready for bed because I, I try not to stay up as late as I used to. And about to leave, and then he's like, just randomly, he's like, you know, Dad, I think, I think you're the reason I became such a good communicator, like, because of all the talks we've had. And it just made me want to oh, yeah. I was like, that's all I've ever fucking wanted for him. Yeah. Was to be know how to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. I was like, we we grew up in this way of you got to shut down, right? You yeah. can't, you're, you're got a man up you know figure it uh, out yeah, yeah, yeah like tough it out walk it out all these different mm-hmm. things like and i i still to this day and this is nothing against my mom because i'm sure i'm missing memories as well right because i unfortunately my brain only seems to have flashes of really tragic memories from my childhood mm-hmm. aside until like i was like 10 or 11 years old and not before yeah. that it's all a big blur to me. <clears throat> and most I don't I don't have any actual memories of thinking and this isn't to say it never happened, but any memories of like actually sitting and feeling heard by my mother. Like yeah. Feeling like she's listening to what I have to say. I just remember feeling like a, a nuisance or figure it out, don't be a problem, you know, and handle your business and I will say from being on the outside of that for a long time, I think your mom had a really tough job yeah. having to do the mother and the father. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she's 
she's got to figure it out. You know, being a parent now, you're like, yeah, you, yeah. you think when you're growing up, my, my parents have this figured out. This is, but then wow. we realized, I, I read this thing the other day and I blew, cause I was like, this is how I feel. Oh shit. This is probably how our parents feel. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't realize as a kid, you're also watching your parents grow up figure too. and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and, and all how, the time with my kids, I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have gone about that different. Yeah. You know, yeah, than I so did. Much, so much yeah. shit. And, like uh, for me, it was it was a lot of the because we were talking Friday night a little bit about the uh, misconception of uh, misconception of punishment for children, right? Yeah, because that's what we're surrounded with all these people who want to chime in and be like, touching your kids in any way is not okay. I'm like, whoa, there's a balance. Oh, dude. You have to find a fucking yeah. balance, or else you you literally lose control of your kids in your home. Oh. Like if they don't, they have to. And I I. I probably crossed the line too much with something like, cause my big thing was I never wanted to put my hands on my kids out of anger. I yeah. never wanted to be emotionally driven. And so I wanted it structured in a way. Right. But at some point I realized like I was too angry when I did that. Yeah. Or I lost my fucking and, shit. And you always, and, you always want to tell yourself like, oh, I'm not going to do it, but you're human. Yeah. You know? And, and so apologizing to my children, you know, a couple of years ago, was massive for me because I also mm -hmm. don't remember my mom apologizing to me right like as a kid of saying she messed up she was wrong so I was like I wanted to make sure my kids got to experience that and understand yeah. like I fucked up I made mistakes mm -hmm. I I was the kid trying that decided to take on a fatherly role mm -hmm. with two kids that one you know Emilia was one Elijah was six when right. me and Lena got together and all I thought was I can do this like mm -hmm. I I I knew exactly what I know exactly what I needed as a kid from that asshole that was never around. So I'm going to be the best fucking dad yeah, ever. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Oh no. Cause I had no clue what being a father was. No. Yeah, I and was you, just, I, I, I was like, let me try this shit out. Yeah, of course I got it. But then I was like, Oh, this shit's hard. This is why they say parenting is the hardest yeah. job in the world. It is. And it's, you know, so many people out there having kids, not realizing that mm -hmm. it's, you, I worry about the youth so much oh, all yeah. the time. And nowadays well, it's even more of a struggle because it's always been a struggle, but now it's so much social uh, media the thing, involvement. The thing I've found the most just in my experience with dealing with people and is the, the parents who are present and care, whether they go about things in the perfect manner or, you know, whatever the people who are present and care, that's the, those are the parents that are having kids that are successful that whether or not their, their kids may super, you know, butt heads with them. Uh, yeah. You know, but as long as you're present and you care, whether you go about it and I yelled too much, I did this too much, yeah. you're still going to be better off than the parents who don't give a shit yeah. and their kids are just doing whatever they want and they want to blame everyone else for why their kids are yeah. the way they are. And they want to be friends with them too much like that. You're, you're not that, their friend. You're yeah. their parent. I'm, I love my son. I love Jess. I love Laney and Jason. Like, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, my job is not to be their best friend. It's to be. I have to show them how things are done. I have to be a parent. I have to make sure they do things and learn things, yeah. you know? And, and it sucks. A lot of the time, it'd be way easier to be their friend. Yeah, you know? for real. Way like, easier. Enjoy so much shit. Like, I would love to come out here and just smoke weed with my son. We'd be best buddies, right? But I'm yeah. like, that's not That's a horrible example. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, and I've told him, I was like, like this is a, something like, uh, I know that you, I was 16 once. I get it. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, I, I just don't, I, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like lies. Yeah, I'm like, so if we can live an honest, transparent life together, like you yeah. understand that I know that you do this. I know that you um, indulge in this and 
you can talk to us about it with knowing there's no judgment, but mm-hmm. we, you know, there's certain lines that will establish boundaries that we'll have when we maintain those. Yep. And one of those is going to be, yeah, when you're 18 and you're an adult, you know, at that time you get to make your own decision. You're responsible for yourself completely. Life will be different. It, our relationship will change a little. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to answer my phone calls, right? Cause yeah. you're an adult and I want that. I'm thinking long-term relationship that way at this point. And then, of course, you know, his sisters who are still young enough to, you know, be afraid of punishments and things like yeah, that. You yeah, know, exactly. And I, I see way too many examples in this community, just because that's where I'm at, of yeah. the, 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 the people that are peers that had kids too young with people. I, I saw another meme that may, always makes me laugh. I stumbled upon it once in a while, and it's a woman saying, "God, I really wish we could choose the father of our children." And the first, comment, I remember that. Yeah. One. I might. I think you sent that to me on Instagram or the other way around. Yeah, because yeah. someone wanted to. I think there are other. Yeah. And then the first comment, you know, does somebody want to tell, tell her before I do? Before I do, yeah. It's like because it, that's how it feels. There's so many. There's so many women I've come across that um, have that thought process mm-hmm. of like. Or me, and it's okay to understand I fucked up, I made a mistake, I didn't yeah. think it through all the way, but to sit there and actually, it's that blame game again, because it, mm-hmm. it wasn't addressed with them, yeah. where they were just blaming everybody else, not getting held accountable, so right. now they're doing the same as an adult with a child, and it's terrifying to think how that's going to turn out, and so many of the friendship aspects, and then of course I have, I know too many guys that just took off. It just yeah. like this got rough, like or and make every fucking excuse on why they can't see their kids, but they don't even put the effort in. Yeah, and like one of my uh, big arguments I got into with a, a friend of mine a couple years back was he was um, talking about how, um, how he wanted. I was like, bro, I'm the wrong person to try to get sympathy from for um, yeah. not seeing your kids. <clears throat> no, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm, with, I'm not the one. With your background <laughs> yeah. and your... Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, and we we're talking about it, and he's trying to he's trying to build the, his whole case on how um, it's not even worth trying these outlets because it won't work. And I'm like, but you have, one day your kid's going to be old enough, and you're going to have to explain that you didn't even try. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing that I want you to think about, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, just... You can do what you want to do is your life, but don't fucking waste my time talking to me about it. Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. And, and that's, that's one of the hardest things for me. Like, I think I've lost a lot of friendships over the years just because I, I can't support those behaviors. No, I can't be friends with people who don't handle their responsibilities because to me, they're phony. And if you can't, I mean, anyone who has a kid, I feel like can relate to this. If you can't care for your kid and make them your top priority, your kids, then what, what's, why would I want anything to do with you? Yeah. You know, what like, use do I have for you? Cause yeah. if you treat your own blood, your children like that, yeah, something what, you created and brought into this world, yeah, like, you dismiss and, it. Yeah. Like you, you clearly aren't going to make the right decision when anything comes down to right. it. So it's like, and it's, it's just <clears throat> tough because some of these people I, I truly cared for yeah. when we were younger and seeing these things. And, and then you see other people who don't have kids and it's, it's like uh damn, like what a, it's, it's so rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see somebody that doesn't have kids, right. but every time I see it, I'm like, holy shit, like, like what a fucking smart person. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Because I'm like, cause well, that's just, I, nothing against having kids. It's just, I, you really wish somebody I've, could truly make you understand how hard it's Love it, be. but damn it, is it stressful. Yeah. And it's like, was I ready for it? Was it, mm-hmm. was I the right person? And you think about all the combinations, right? Like I really... Tr- futuristic shit i'm like yeah our reproductive organs should not work until we are of a certain age or can fill out certain forms pass certain tests to say okay i am 
I am prepared and yeah. ready to make this decision or two people should have to go. And if we have to do that to get married, it's turned into such a joke of yeah. marriage, like all these different filing yeah, the, things. The government's and, yeah. involved with everything. Yeah, and but we could just bring lives into this world like nothing. Yeah. And, and I don't know, like I, I really, I try, my, my stance has always been with the abortion discussion of I can't have a baby myself. Mm-hmm. So like, I really shouldn't have any, uh, objection to what a woman wants to do with her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like that's her body. Um, what she like until the day that I have to deal with that, I can't really chime in so yeah. much, but it does break my heart that they're, they're trying to force people to have, give birth to kids when so many of them are going to get lost in the system or lost or forgotten because they couldn't terminate a pregnancy when they weren't ready to have a baby like that, that concerns the shit out of me. Yeah. And see, I have mixed opinions on that. I, I absolutely, you know, if it's something where, you know, someone was raped and like, I, you know, I wouldn't want my daughter to wake up and have to look at their rape baby like that, that, or if there's danger or something. But I, I just see too many people who almost use it as a form of birth control, getting abortions. And uh, to me, I'm like, that's, you're, you're fucking lazy. And see, and gosh, it's so hard because, you know, you don't want to there's a line you don't want to cross to taking our world into this government controlled shit for mm-hmm. everything. But it's like, you almost want it in a, you almost want it to be like, okay, well, Hey, this is your second one in the last two years. You yeah. Know, like chill. Uh, what's going on? You know, where your tubes have to be tied mm-hmm. until you're ready to, you know, if you're not, you don't want to have a child clearly. Why do you keep like, I know I, another thing, I don't have to take birth control myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know the effects it has on your bol- your body, your hormones. And I've heard different women's and, stories on those things. So I don't want to be like, well, just go get get on the pill or go get the injection or go get mm-hmm. this. Because I'm like, apparently they, they transform you certain aspects. No, of I, your, the and way I, I mean, I've never taken birth control, obviously, but I know... Uh, women i've heard it, it really messes with your hormone like it's not a very good thing to do yeah. to your body um, and so chopping it up to just get on birth control isn't the answer either but no. like what is it and unfortunately another cool thing i read and talked about once was uh a, you know they did like the studies and it made complete sense because mm-hmm. in our poorer communities you you start you see bigger families more more kids being birthed mm-hmm. because sex is free Mm-hmm. It's an activity you don't have to pay to do. You can pay to do it, but you yeah, don't have I'll to say. pay to do it. So, you know, you think about those homes where they're they're not going on vacations and they're not going to the movies or going to dinners and bowling like they're stuck at home. So what are they going to do? They're going to fuck. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they're having babies. And, you know, you think about it, and then we they get hooked on the system in the sense of food stamps, um, housing assistance, and then they get stuck in that world because I feel like that's also a trap. Well, the, the, to me... And not to get all conspiracy theorists yeah. on. No, no, but this, this is what it's for. Yeah. Bring all the conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, to me, that is absolutely what the government wants. Yeah. They want to have people dependent on them. Yeah. They need people to be dependent on them. They That is how they take control of people. When it's you, I control the money you get. I control the food you get. I control where your kids go to school. I control everything. Yeah. You know, it, they don't want people to get out of and it, it sucks because a, lo- a lot of these people, they just don't know. Yeah. Like they, they could very well, you know, move three miles down the road and be able to get a job that they want. But yeah. they don't they don't understand that. They never have been taught that. They've never been shown that. And it, it becomes a generational thing where 
well, this is how my my mom made a living. And unfortunately, a lot of times dad wasn't in the picture, so they don't. And it's normal to them if the same thing happens to them. Yeah. And it, it's just a it's a endless cycle. And I, I just I, I wish there was more emphasis on, uh, you know, something in school. But, you know, again, that's a government ran public schools are a government ran thing. Yeah. But something to show people that, like, you don't have to continue on this route of government assistance. And I, and I'm, I'm all for, you know, people really need help. Yeah. They, they need help, but they, it becomes just a lifestyle. And, yeah. and I don't know what the answer to it is. I, I mean, I was fortunate enough to never, you know, be in a home where government assistance, you know, I never lived off government assistance, but there has to be some sort of better method than. Well, it's, it, I feel like it all comes down to incentive. Mm-hmm. And if the incentive's not there, it doesn't match what your desires are. Of course, you're not going to work. That's just life, right? Yeah. We all and and we want to believe people, just as humans, will just have that desire to better themselves yeah. because it makes them feel good. It makes life worth living. But mm-hmm. so many people don't have that. It's just survival. Now we deal with so much of the idea of I didn't even ask to be here. I don't even mm-hmm. like, well, I'm stuck in this world because I'm I I didn't ask to be birthed. I didn't ask yeah. to be alive, and feeling bad for themselves all these people so one thing my son told me once was like i can't he wanted to be emancipated at one point oh yeah and we were you know i kind of just laughed to my wife and i'm like you know let him know good luck you know if he can because that requires a lot of responsibility on his end Mm -hmm. if he could prove to the state that he has he can take care of himself Mm -hmm. i'm actually not opposed to it i just because that means he's handling his business Mm-hmm. But I was like, but I wonder why he wants to be emancipated, right? And he talks to us about because then he can get on food stamps. And I'm like, God, this that's your, your what's goal wrong. in life should not be to be on food stamps. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the last however many years, ten years, me and my wife's goal has literally been to get off of food stamps. Yeah, like, like, uh, so uh, why why is that your goal? Oh, because you've been surrounded mm-hmm. with that formula of he's he's seen us especially the last couple years with the pandemic Mm -hmm. because if it wasn't for the pandemic um extra funds they were giving we i think we would have qualified for like 85 bucks yeah when lena stopped working Mm -hmm. and i was like oh well hey it's something that's cool you know i was like it it was kind of a kick in the nuts at the same time because we didn't qualify anymore and it was a great feeling Mm-hmm. And then when we told that we did a little, I was like, oh, fuck. Does that mean we're going backwards? Yeah, Does that mean we need to, we cost need to of step things are just up, too yeah. high? I was like, fuck, okay. But the, when the pandemic was going through that shit, it took our $85 to 900 a month. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's... Like, this doesn't make any sense because to align with what you were talking about with the conspiracy yeah. theory, because I'm, I'm with you. I want, I think the government wants that. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is. I, dangerous ground we, to we just, can go down the covid rabbit hole if you want to oh, we'll with my there. opinion yeah, yeah, yeah I we that. i definitely want to oh man because yeah. you know me you know I'm- <laughs> <laughs> well this was my problem like because even all the way down to the mass which we'll get into but um the food stamps my my problem was because like, all i know is our community like i'll hear some things about other uh states and cities but yeah. like all i really truly know is our community here and when i'm seeing it going on i'm like there's a whole lot of um, increased food stamps, EBT going around right now, including us. And I'm like, and we're doing pretty damn well, honestly. Mm-hmm. So if we're getting this much and I, I'm a good, um, handle of our fin- finances, I budget well. Yeah. So like I'm fully pre- prepared and understand like this is temporary. 
let's rack it up, utilize it, <clears throat> but we're not going to depend on it. Yeah. And we and while we have this, it's a good uh, test to see on how. I'll just use the word careless. We're going to end up being with our food purchases because we have it. Yeah. Because one day when very soon now, since Lena finished nursing school, we're going to have a, a, a second income. Yeah. Um, and that's higher than what we've been living on. So it's over twice the income in this household soon, mm-hmm. which means we're going to have more than we ever thought we were going to have. Do you, do you use a budgeting app or what do you do for budgeting? Uh, no, I, I actually just use my notes. So I oh, dude, yeah. Check this out. Get my phone out of my pocket here. <laughs> so there's this app I love. It's uh, from Dave Ramsey. It's called Every Dollar. Dave Ramsey, that name sounds familiar. Big finance guy. They call him, uh, his thing is he's the redneck millionaire. Okay. Yeah, so he he's he's big in the finance world. His his big thing is like no debt, live within your means, like okay. the stuff that I like. Yeah, this is what the app looks like. And we use this for budgeting. It's what's it called again? Every dollar. Every dollar. Yeah, it's okay. there's a paid version, but you can do the free. I know a budgeting app, but no, <laughs> I, we the free version gets you everything you need. The paid one, I think, like um, links to your account. So like okay. when you spend it automatically, but it's not that hard to go okay. in. But you can make all different categories and crap in here, and it's I got to sign in again. Damn it! <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. So you, yeah, you, you basically, you has different categories you can put in and you budget and you, they call it an every dollar budget. Like, you know, where every bit of your money's going. Cause I, I didn't always live that way. And it would be say, you know, you have a job where you like your, you guys' income's about to double. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean your spending should double. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And know where everything's going and put money away. Like I, I'm a big believer in budgeting because otherwise your money is just gone. Yeah. And that's, we see it all because it's another cycle we get sucked yeah. into. It's another one. Where, I want that. I need that. Yeah. I want that. I'm going to eat out. We, we can get pizza tonight. Why not? Yeah. Because we have money now. So, yeah. And since I've uh, I've been supervising for, I'd say, well, eight years since uh, we hired Joe because that's when we started that security team. Mm-hmm. And so over those last eight years, I've learned a whole different element of human interaction, right? Because mm-hmm. like, now I'm actually there their boss, their, their leader. I have to, uh, empathize differently. I have to be patient. I have to learn how to communicate with individuals as well as a team. Right. I have to be ready to make decisions on the fly. Like all these things that supervisors generally have to do. Um, and I, I, I just always remembered being fine. Like I remember starting with my organization at $9 and like 30 cents. That was minimum wage at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember being fine. Being just fine because I was coming from a world of only having food stamps, yeah, and doing a yard here and there once in a while, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden I have a, a paycheck coming in where I'm like, oh, cool, you know, and I'm I'm working three twelves a week, so and it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so I had the, it was like a dream, yeah. for me and my, you know, because I was bound to be a famous rapper at the time. You remember? <laughs> I think you still yeah. are, man. I, I wouldn't give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. You know, incredible at that point. And then, you know, I remember the day I came back and got $11 now. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. I literally felt like I made it in the world. Dude, that, when I had my first job that was above minimum wage was a, was a Nordstrom Rack. When I worked for Nordstrom. The oh, first, yeah. When I got hired there, and I think it was like, this was in oh, 2009. And I think they paid me like $10.60 an hour. And I remember like thinking... 
at the time, I'm like, man, these suckers are going to pay me this much. Right. I would have done it for minimum wage, See, you know? Yeah. Because like, you don't know any better yeah. at, at 20 years old, and, you know? But all I ever realized was, and then the next pay bump was like 14, and then I got up to like 17. and then it, Yeah, and you start, yeah, st- and you're yeah. like, geez, yeah. But then you I spend more. Is, yeah, every single time I was seeing, but I caught it quick. I was like, you know, every time I make more money, I get a nicer car. I don't have any more. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why? So what's going on here? But luckily, I didn't take... I didn't take the responsibility of coming into a woman's life that had two kids and taking that role mm-hmm. without like truly thinking into all of this. Like, how do I do this? So that's really when my flip switched where I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to be better. And at yeah. All I, these I remember that man. When you first met Lane, I was, it's funny. Cause I was, I was thinking to myself at the time too. And I was like, I was like, man, this is good for him. Yeah. Like this is, this is what you need. Yeah. You and, know? And that, and that's what, you know, unfortunately that's a different path we can go down later because I don't want to get too far away from this, but it's like, yep. that was another thing I realized after years is I felt like I was doing so good because I was here mm-hmm. because I was, uh, I was working my ass off for them. But then it really did come down to that. You know, a couple of years back, I realized like I, I needed them mm-hmm. so much. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, did they need me though? And I was like, that's where I like have really failed to come into place of like, am I actually being the best version of myself for them or did i just realize like i fixed myself because of them like mm-hmm. I, it was just it's a trip growing it, go, up it goes both trip. ways yeah growing up's a trip learning's a trip getting older's a trip it's just parenting is the biggest trip in the world oh <laughs> man but when yeah. it comes down to those budgets when i'm talking to like my staff and things like that they start complaining about finances or needing a raise and i would look back and be like man like i was doing this for half what you make now and i wasn't complaining and here you and then uh, Joe was always my biggest guinea pig of it all because he's been with us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when he would start bringing this up, it would be like, what? why? Like, I, I know you really well. What has changed in your life? What hardship you're going through where you need more money? Mm-hmm. And it always came down to he heard somebody else was making more money. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's the competition aspect that you're focused on. I was like, if that's if that's what's driving you, you probably need to make some shifts in your, your mind frame. Right. Yeah. If that's what's driving is like knowing your worth versus comparing it to what somebody else is, is not yeah. healthy. I was like, or it's, or this isn't the right field for you. We work for a nonprofit organization. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be rich. Yeah, we're based off yeah. funding that comes from certain aspects. Potential spam. Sorry. <laughs> and then, um, I finally tell him around the time where, uh, he's crossing over from like the $16 to $19 realm. Like when it, when he's getting into that area at the time, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I want you to understand something, man. I was like, you gotta, you gotta see it now. And I'm just asking you to be aware, mm-hmm. keep your eyes open for it. I'm not saying you have to learn a lesson from this right now. I'm not saying you have to change your lifestyle, but I want you to pay attention from where you started. Cause when you started with this, you were at 13 an hour and you were happy. You were so happy. Mm-hmm. You weren't, you had no complaints, no nothing. I was like, and now ever since then it's been every year it starts complaining about something, but all I've ever seen you do is increase your spending. So it doesn't matter how much money you make, you're just going to spend you, more. And, and I always say you cannot out earn bad spending habits. Yeah. I don't care if you make, if you're suddenly making, you know, 500 K a year, if you spend like an asshole making 30 K a year, yeah. you're going to continue that yeah. making 500 K a year. Yeah, You just, it's, it's just a mentality. Maybe, maybe worse because you think like, I have all this money, so I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, get a hundred thousand dollar car and yeah, I'm going to exactly. buy a house I can't afford. And, and I'm going to bury yourself in the down run. Cause you yep. And then you got to keep, keep up with up. everyone else. Yeah. Because you know? one mistake happens and the mistake gets gradually more expensive yep. because your toys are more expensive. Yeah. Oh my, wait, my neighbor has a boat. I better get one yeah. too. And, yeah. and 
and I've never, I've never understood. I just, I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't grow up like feeling like I had to have, I mean, were there times where I was like, man, yeah, cool. I wish I had the new Iversons or whatever, but see, I, I did like my thing was so, my son brought this up uh, the other night too. He's like, people are just so obsessed with things. And I'm like, I oh, am, yeah. I am. I'm so obsessed with things. It's like, we, we all I'm, are to an extent, yeah. whether you want to say you are or not. Yeah. We all have our things that we're, you know, we want, we, you know, I, I think it's the, the big, the big distinction is to be able to understand the difference between a want and a need. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what you can afford to get and what you could prioritize. Mm-hmm. Like, so one thing my wife's really good at me is like saying, you know, like, why don't you keep it in your cart for a week or something Speaking like that? Speaking of which, did we look at the score of this game yet? Oh, no. <laughs> see how she's doing? Oh, man. Yeah, Jess is in there with her, hopefully. Let's see what I we got. I haven't heard any screams. That's good. Why well, we got headphones on, too. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. All right, let's see. Moment of truth. And I got to check my fantasy, too. <laughs> Football Sundays. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this on a Sunday, though, because I... Oh, God, no, I had... I got. I know love hanging out with you. It's been on. You know, I wish. I wish we could do this more. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's see. Dun dun dun. Bro, your Raiders. Thank Uh-oh. you. You guys got me some points. God, there. what's that score? Thirty-eight to ten. Oh shit! That you guys were close. Again. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me find this. We were undefeated. Let me find this uh, Seahawks game. Sorry, Hawks. man. I'm an oh, that's idiot fine. with phones. Understandable. It's 2023. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm old now, so. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Dude, why would I care about the games next week? Show me the score of this week. Sorry, I bet we didn't think it was going to be this difficult. Eagles won. Eagles won. Wait, that was they they got me in previous weeks. <laughs> Dude, this Just is this Jamie is this is it. embarrassing. Can you can you edit this out? No, definitely not. This is staying. This is this is definitely staying. Overtime, Seahawks won. Oh shit! They're partying. So yeah, they're having a good. They're time. They're having a good time. You don't have to worry about Jets. thirty-seven to thirty-one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thirty-seven to thirty-one. Fuck. Yeah. It's a good game. Make sure. Hold on. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. So back to the the EBT stuff. I, I, I we we're not far enough away from it yet to see the effects, but mm-hmm. I was like. There's going to, they were warning people for like six months. Like this is the last month of the uh, pandemic extra funds. I mean, so, I remember getting those, like those payments and it was, sorry, I'm not meaning to cut you off here, but I, I remember getting, and it was at a time in my life where it was really helpful. But at the same time, I was like, this isn't free. This is yeah. coming from somewhere because yeah. it was right after my divorce and I'm living in a, you know, two bedroom apartment that thank God they had a law enforcement discount for me there, you know, and yeah, things were pretty tight, you know, with paying child support and and everything. But yeah, I remember like getting those payments. So it was like, they were one of the times it was like 900 bucks. And then another time it was like seven or eight. I can't remember. It was, they'd have a few of them, but I remember thinking like, man, there has to be like a catch to this. And I remember just, I put it as tight as everything was. I put it, I, like, I may have taken Isaac out to dinner once, you know, to, cause we didn't get to do that very much, but I, I remember just putting it in savings and being like, I don't trust this yeah. and just letting it sit there. <laughs> yeah, you, you just, but that was the, I think that was the plan. It was to get them hooked to, to need it 
to, to ultimately collapse when they end so that they would forever need them. Cause mm-hmm. once you like, they have this, the thinnest line that sucks so much. It's like, once you get cut off, you're not doing well enough to do it without. No. So I've, I've actually had people complain about getting raises before. Cause they said, no, like that's going to put me over this cusp and then I won't qualify for this housing assistance anymore or I won't qualify for my and, EBT anymore. It's like, and I see a lot of that. Um, with, you know, with government subsidized housing yeah, and uh, there's just, man, there's so much about all of that that just irks me. Yeah. It's, we were briefly talking about it Friday a little bit. You yeah. Know, it's like the system is so flawed, but we, it's flawed to what we believed. I think it's going exactly according to plan oh, yeah, and no, what they've, they've wanted to do. And, but, and then, you know, you'll have someone driving a seventy eighty thousand dollars car and paying $10 a month for their apartment. Yeah. No, and that's what real. What the hell? I know some of them. Yeah. It's like no, I, I see it. $60,000 truck. And, and and they're so in there, like, they think that that's how it should be. Yeah. It's it's, And ridiculous. it's like, no, asshole. Turn that in. <laughs> yeah. Go get your 99 Accord that gets you to and from work, and that's your rent. Yeah. And you know, get paid under the table with these different things. Oh yeah. And now we have different stipulations. I heard about where they can't even, um, they can't even require proof of certain incomes. And I was like, what for the what? Fuck? For, uh, for, for their housing subsidies. Really? Yeah. And I don't, it, is it that was here? Once, or is yeah. It, yeah. I don't yeah. know that it's like that in Nebraska, but I, I mean, it could be, I don't know the ins and outs of all of it. But. Yeah. So I, I work hand in hand with our leasing departments. We're like, you know, is anybody, cause uh, years ago, I'm working at one building where we we all of a sudden see this um, female client who mm-hmm. we she had never had a car when she was in our program. Mm-hmm. She um she didn't leave very often. She she would hang out with some friends. I'm gonna go to the casino sometimes. Very low key, and then all of a sudden she started showing up at you know 11 p.m. at night, which was different because she um, usually wasn't a late per, late night person. Mm-hmm. Starts showing up at 11 p.m. to come back home, and she's pulling in this. Probably a good forty, forty-five thousand dollars sedan. Yeah, and we're like nicer car nice, than nice, I drive. Yeah, yeah, it was nicer than any of ours. Yeah, we're like that's a nice ass car, and she's got like a a work ID badge on and all this shit. Mm-hmm. We're like, whoa, you're working? Uh, oh yeah, and she starts explaining to us. Which I was like, holy shit, she's making more money than we are. Like, what the fuck? And yeah, what's she paying there? Like n- nothing. nothing or yeah, because she never reported her income, and so she and she got away with that for over a year. And until they, they shut the building down because the owner sold. So if that never happened, who knows how long that would have gone on. And the thing, people are like, I'm sorry, you should be in freaking prison. Yeah. That is, you know. It's 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 insane to yeah. think about, like, to go years with paying no money. Like, I couldn't imagine what my life would be like if I made the money I make but had no mortgage. Well, and and this comes out to, to but like, people don't understand how to budget, like, in their minds, it's I, I don't pay for rent. It's yeah. not even a, a expense I'd consider. Yeah, the government has to give it to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what these pro- and that's why Ugh. Spokane's getting so rough because we keep dude I, growing more buildings, more resources, which means other I, cities and states are actually sending it, people over here. It is not even so. The last time I was here was five and a half years ago. It was uh, what was it, like May of two thousand eighteen. I was the last time I was here. Yeah, that sounds right. And Coming back this time, dude, like it, it is getting bad. Yeah. Uh, like I, I remember up as far north as we are here, you would never see a homeless person. Yeah. And now I see them wandering, you know, down Francis, yeah. which was 
that was unheard of. You know, you'd have a few downtown, but. Well, when I told you Shadle is one of the worst schools now, you were like, what? Yeah, Shadle <laughs> was yeah, nice. Yeah, just, I mean. It's crazy. When, when, I, when we were kids, I think the only schools that were not great was North Central and Rogers, yeah. if I remember right. Oh, LC. Is that, did LC suck too? Yeah. I mean, just I mean they had their neighborhood. Yeah. They had their issues too. Maybe not so much the school itself, the neighborhood. Right. Though. And yeah, because I remember when we were younger, Shadel was really known for just preps, skaters, yeah. and stoners. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was, was their, th- yeah. And North Central was gangbangers and athletes. And athletes. <laughs> even though. <laughs> you know, gangbanger athletes. Yeah. 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 That, that's, <laughs> that's probably the best. Yeah. Way there you go. <laughs> uh, we had some that. Balanced it well, and then some that didn't because they were still gangbangers too. too yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then yeah. Rogers was just, oh man, I, I remember. Didn't they have? And- <laughs> I don't know how like full of shit like you know people were, but I remember hearing you know, and this was back when you couldn't you know there wasn't an article about everything on yeah. Google, but did I say article. Yeah, you did say. Article. Jesus, we're gonna go watch a TV program. Later. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to catch the five o'clock news and maybe, <laughs> but um, I remember here. Remember hearing like. Uh, the players they can't take threes, three pointers in games if they're failing their classes and oh. this. Remember, I think I w- remember. You, do you remember hearing shit like that? Uh, no, no, I don't. But, but I, there's no way that was true, right? I, I but I mean, back then I was like, yeah, that that seems okay. That's probably why they suck. You know, <laughs> I don't know how to take threes. Yeah, <laughs> unless they have a three point GPO. Yeah, you know, GPA. you need to GPO. <laughs> GPO. Yeah, that shows how good mine was. Um, <laughs> Man, yeah, it's just things have changed so bad, and and I don't see any sign of it getting better. And I think that's what's all gets getting worse. Scared is society like, as a whole is getting worse. Yeah, and like we have certain areas in this country where I feel like they're fighting so hard to not because they see these downfalls everywhere else, and they're trying so hard to not let it go there. But some of the battles they're fighting to do it, they I don't know they come across as more ruthless in a way but at the same time you know they're fighting a bigger battle because they don't want to end up like these what has always drove me nuts is you know people i'll just use california because it's an easy one to pick on it's an easy example but things are not going well in california i they don't like the way that things are being ran would they move out of the state because of cost of living because of whether politics crime whatever it may be and then they want to go move somewhere else and they want to take those same ideologies to where they move to yeah. and expect for something different. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're going to move somewhere because you have to adapt to that. And yeah. You think like, okay. Cause remember when we were kids, like Spokane, I mean, it's always kind of sucked in a way, but it was the cost of living wasn't obscure like it is now. Yeah. And there wasn't as much crime as there was, you know, now Yeah, it was like a retirement community. I yeah. Heard. I mean, and then you got, as I said, California is an easy one to pick on. You yeah. get a bunch of people moving up from California, and it, then it drives costs up, and there becomes more pro. And they want the same, whatever government programs and all the all the things that put California in the shitter. Yeah, the they want to bring to where led they're to going. Why they left? Yep. <laughs> and I, I just I don't I don't get it. <laughs> and weird. I people are weird. Pe- people are fucking weird. People, man. people are fucking weird. So let's talk about the pandemic because I really want to hear your thoughts on it. Oh boy, <laughs> I really want to dive in. Okay, it. man. Um, so, f- for one, with with the pandemic, um, I don't know about you, but I I, th- I think this it was all planned, where regardless of whether China did what what you know with the virus, but around election time, and I I think the government wanted to see how far they could push people 
and to control, like you're going to wear masks, you're going to shut down, you're not going to go out. Businesses, fuck, how many small businesses closed, man? So many. Dude, Sad. insane. Like, you know, and thank God, I, you know, I was civil service. My job wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. But, and trying to force people to get vaccines and like, I think they, this was, that was like an experiment. Like how far can we push people so they can have a perceived sense of security from the government? Yeah. And that, we can talk about it more, but that's more or less where all the, like I, I it was all such bullshit. Like pre Yeah. And so I, I remember to me, to me has got a, what do they call it? Compromised immune system. So mm-hmm. She's always struggled with um, hospital visits and health her whole life, right? That was what they always, that's what they leaned on. Well, for those with compromised yeah. immune systems. And yeah. so, like, I remember she got really sick. Probably real scary for you guys, you know, with what they're telling you. Yeah, and but this was before we even really knew what was going on. We started hearing, you know, uh, chirps about, you know, like, uh, there's this some big bad. thing going on. Like, yeah. all this stuff plays, and like... But to me, it was sick. That's all we knew. Mm-hmm. And we took her to the hospital. But she was really not good. Like, I believe she was one of those people that had COVID before we knew what COVID was, mm-hmm. before they were releasing all the information right. about it. Because one thing I've learned about our government, whenever we discover it, they've known about it for a while. Yeah. And, and so, look at what the fuck else is going on somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Whatever they're showing you on TV, they're doing something, something else. Something else is worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're trying to distract you. Yeah. And um, so I remember being at the hospital and everybody was gowned up differently than I'd ever seen before. Different masks, different, you right. know, all the, and it was just like, what is going on? It was just seemed hectic, chaotic. And she ended up, I think she was in the hospital like four or five days that time. And, um, we, you know, we got two other kids. So we, we usually do them in shifts on who's going to stay with her, things like that. But, um, I remember after that is when I saw the changes and everything going on, like things were shutting down. Um, these, a curfew was getting implemented to where we were being told we were going to have to have, uh, an employer verified, um, card. If you were allowed to be out at certain times, because you shouldn't be out if you, during the lockdowns and all this stuff was going on. So it was like, what the fuck? Luckily, you know, my job was not going anywhere either because you shut down our shit and you just have a bunch of homeless people. Like this just increases so much. And so we're like, okay. Um, so it was, it was an interesting take. For us, of course, just like for officers, emergency services, things like that, because you're out there driving around, the streets is pretty empty, and we there was no traffic like there used to be, and we're getting all these things and all this, but um, options were running low on, you know, like, uh, you know, toilet paper. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? That was <laughs> Dude, I remember sh- fucking driving to, like, <laughs> I, you know, like, sto- like all these stores and being like, man... My- and then you get in this mind, like, dude, I better fucking buy a couple because, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yeah. so it's, what a fucking stupid who, fucking time. Whoever invested into the toilet paper <laughs> companies before that, which was probably Insider some government. Training. Yeah, it was because that was insane. Yeah. It made no goddamn sense at all. But um, I just remember all this stuff going on and like the, the mask requirements, all these things. And I, I'm, I just, I operate off of common sense. Right. And I'm like. Yeah, there's definitely certain... Unlike 98% of the population. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like, there's definitely certain kinds of masks and pr- protection equipment that do make it safe to breathe. We know this. Our, mm-hmm. our military, our law enforcement utilize them. Fire departments utilize them for certain elements, right? Yeah. The things they're telling us is okay to... That's not it, right? Wearing a, a, a piece of... Um, denim over your face. Put a piece of cloth over your, over yeah. your face. Stay six feet like, apart. That is not, people were wearing boxes on their heads, plastic containers. And they're, it was, it was almost like they're making a mockery, but it was accepted. 
And and of course, you know, seeing people go, you have to wear a mask to come into this bank. Like, what the fuck? Dude, and I, so, we it was so frustrating in law enforcement yeah, at that talk time. talk to me about that. Oh, man. So, how do you... How do you think agencies prevent crime? Like if, if you really want to go out there and you really want to make a difference and prevent crime, right? Contact with people and traffic stops. They shut that down. You can't, we weren't doing that unless there was something just absurd going on. Right. Um, we, we would go to say we have to investigate something. Uh, it was someone's house or someone's anything. We're checking on kids, whatever it may be. All these people have to say I have is COVID. I have COVID. We have COVID in the household and we can't do a thing. We can't go in. We can't. And I mean, barring like an emergency, you know, you hear yeah. shooting or something in there, obviously. Yeah. But, and then on top of that, people were just stealing shit left and right. Yeah. And what do you think they're wearing? A fucking mask. And no one thought anything of it because everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. And I, we used to call it criminal's paradise. Like yeah. you, you can, you know, you can basically do whatever you want because there's no, we, we can't freaking uh, we can't identify anyone. We can't go into anyone's houses. Yeah, no we can't make very much contact with people. Um, and yeah, or, and, and then you have these people that we're dealing with, you know, ones where it's like, you're going to deal with me. You don't have a choice right now. We, you know, you have something going on where I'm going to have contact with you. I don't care if you have COVID, yeah. but they would think that like saying they would think they had the right to no, you can't come within six feet. I'm like, dude, you're under arrest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not how it works. Yeah. So it, it was a, a wild time. And I really hope that it doesn't spin up like it did again, because I, I or I hope at least people will not put up with that shit. Yeah. You know, like I, I know there's only so much you can do like me in civil service, you with your, like we have to go to work. And uh, unfortunately, if they tell me, you got to wear a mask. Like I, I don't have much of a choice in the matter, but as far as like the free market and stuff, I hope people don't put up with that shit. Yeah. Cause they shouldn't. And, no. and that's as soon as I heard people talking about uh, all these new variants of it, all this stuff, <laughs> the and, Delta variant. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you know, we might be going, it's like, I don't think people will accept it again. I really don't. Cause they saw that it didn't work. I, and they, I'm in the, the effect that it had on, on, People's mental health. So mental health issues, yeah. dude, skyrocketed, yeah. uh, you know, because everyone's isolated. Yeah. And then the elderly people, a lot of people don't realize how big of a hit the elderly community took because that's the generation of in-person contact. And, and now when you're told you can't go over to grandma's, it's not safe. Yeah, that was hard. They they died. They have nothing hard, to live for. Honestly, because I still have family members that are. Um, you know, compromised immune systems at their age. And like anybody has a cough, all of a sudden it's like, now we can't see them. And it's and, like, we never thought that before. The flu was, yeah. the flu fucking killed people. Yeah. Right. A lot of people. Yeah. And, and we never did this but bullshit. The numbers were non-existent when COVID was around. Cause yeah. that's, that's what sucked. It was like, you don't see we're being manipulated right now. Yeah. And then once the COVID numbers went down, what did they say? The flu numbers went back up. It's like, yeah. No, they never went anywhere. Where, yeah, you, <laughs> just, you just called it COVID. Yeah. And and they some of them weren't even tested. They were just saying, yep, that's COVID. Those sound like every COVID symptom is a flu symptom. Yeah. And so it's it was just hard. But then you had this other half of people saying COVID's complete bullshit. I know it wasn't complete. It was something it, different. It wasn't complete bullshit. The, we the handled sickness. it like yeah, complete we handled bullshit. Like Neanderthals. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and but that's what I all I wished. Because I, all I want is honesty. I, I love the truth. 
All I wish is the government could have been honest and said, we don't know what we're dealing with. Yeah. We're trying to figure it out. Try to keep yourselves safe and go about your lives. If you're not feeling well, it's never a good idea to go around people. But think about it. Like, we're trying to figure out the consequences of this sickness seem to be more extreme for some than others. Yeah. And And, Isaac was going into kindergarten during all that. Yeah, to me too. And man, like having the... You know, oh, someone in the school got sick. Everyone's got to wear a mask for two weeks now. And I'm like, dude, he's f- he's fucking five years old. Yeah. Like, he's not going to leave a mask on the whole day. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, well, no kids are, like, yeah. at that age. And like, it's just, I'm, and then, remember, I, I don't know, I, I saw, like, a, it, it was on the news, and there were different studies on it, but kids were so, like, kids at that age, because they're so impressionable, they're they're drawing pictures, and, and they're not, like, the people aren't having faces. They're, they're drawing like the body and there's no faces because of the mat, you know? And I just, I think there was just so much that went wrong with that way beyond, um, you know, just the small business. But I think like as a society, it really, yeah, it had a huge impact and some people still haven't, cause there's still to this day. I see people people wearing fucking masks still. We we were flying here and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Which I, I'm honestly, I, cause I, I work with a lot of people that'll, that'll make fun of that. And yeah. I'm like, you know, honestly, we, we've seen people wear masks before. We have seen, we not, not like this, yeah. but like you especially look at our, uh, our Asian communities. Yeah. They wear masks a lot. Yeah. Like they've been wearing them for years and I don't, I don't remember them being ridiculed for it, right? So yeah. it's like if somebody feels more comfortable, yeah, it's Well, I don't weird. ridicule them. I, no, no, but it's, it's, the, it's something to think about. It's the but. Theo Vaughn. I, I'm not going to judge you, but somebody might. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I do remember seeing people by themselves in their car with a mask on. I was like, about to bring that I'm up. Like, I was about to see, how about that shit? Uh, yeah, seeing I'm someone like, driving I'm by. Like, what the fuck? Thanks for keeping us safe. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then... Um, you know, I brought up to a friend of mine, which I was like, I was really irritated because I went to a, a thrift store uh-huh. and this lady has no mask on. She's coughing all over everything. And it if was you're like, sick, you should probably just stay yeah. home in general. Common I'm courtesy. Like, you I'm, know? Like, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about COVID. I'm just, but, but what we just experienced, but I was one of those people. Did you get COVID at any point? I, th- I think I did. I didn't never test it. Oh, okay. So, but I, yeah, I, I don't, I never tested. Okay. So, so I, I got it really bad once I've uh-huh. had COVID twice now. Okay, I think I've had it twice, too. I didn't, where it was like a respiratory kind of thing, uh, you know. But, of course, you know, you're very fit, healthy. (laughs) I am morbidly obese, like, legally and literally. (laughs) Um, I was a longtime smoker, so I I, I fit all these elements of, like, where... Yeah, where you're a little more worried about your lungs and stuff than... But I was never worried about being sick before. I was like, I, I've had a great immune system. I always have. Like, I can kick things pretty quick. Water intakes. When yeah. I get sick, I'm, I'm water, sleep, rest, you yeah, know, sleep and the most, I get over you know. it. And when, when I got hit with this shit, it, it sucked because Lena was in California on a trip with her sisters. Uh-huh. And so I had the kid. And I, I, was, I was stoked. I was stoked for her because she, at that time, she never got to get away and do anything for her. She's been a mom since she was 16. Yeah, so she's never, since, she hasn't got to do yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like. I was I was stoked for her, and I think it was night two that she was gone. That I'm I'm I think my girls were at my grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and I'm here with Elijah, just chilling. And I I'm like laying in bed, and I it was actually the the night before the first night Lena was gone. We were doing a podcast, beers, bongs, and bullshit. Uh-huh. We had a guest on, and I remember 
going through the show like it was nothing. You know, we're in here smoking cigarettes, drinking, having a good old time like we usually do. Wrap it up. I'm probably inside by 11, 12 p.m. or 12 mm-hmm. a.m. And I remember being in bed and just feeling like I I don't feel very good. Yeah. Like, this is weird. I'll probably, probably just go to sleep. And I end up going to sleep, waking up, and not feeling very good still. And it was just kind of lingering, like, it just feels different. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to get into like real TMI kind of shit. Like my, my dick did not work. Yeah. Just like, exhaust. Yeah, yeah. Just total fatigue. Like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like all of a sudden I realized we were, our room was downstairs at the time and the bathroom's literally 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like it was a struggle to walk to the bathroom. And then if I had to, um, if I had to use the bathroom, it felt more difficult and nothing was coming out the way it felt like it should. Everything felt yeah. weird. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I used to love getting the, the jalapeno, um, bacon cheese bread from Domino's and uh-huh. it's like right, right there. So I remember I ordered that, um, got Elijah some pizza and I'm laying in bed and I, I would usually clear that whole fucking loaf of bread or whatever and mm-hmm. eat some, uh, some of the boneless wings and shit. No problem. Like that was just how I would do it. And I remember having like one piece of the bread, one of the wings, and I'm sitting there just like, I'm not hungry. Like, what the fuck? And I put everything upstairs and I'm just laying there. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're realizing like, oh, I might, I should probably get tested for COVID. Well, Lane ended up coming back. I think her trip was three days. Mm-hmm. So she got back. Luckily, my grandparents kept the, the girls. Um, and Elijah was old enough to fend yeah. for himself around here. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm uh, two weeks, I didn't get out of bed. Like essentially, like only to go to the. It took me about literally fifteen minutes. You saw um, where my dogs are on the stairs right there. Mm-hmm. It's not a very big staircase. Yeah, it took me fifteen minutes to get up those stairs to get to the bathroom to shower. Like I, I had no energy to shave my head. Mm-hmm. There's actually literally a permanent indent in our bed right now from my body from being in that bed for two weeks. Just being in the same yeah. spot. And so to this day, I still sink right into that slot because yeah. I'm. 400 pound man laying in one spot for two weeks. Right. It's fucking, it's, it's going to wear it down. Settle down. Yeah. And it was insane. I felt like I was dying, mm-hmm. <laughs> but ultimately what sucked the most is I wanted to die. My head was seriously in the space of like, this is my life now. I don't want to be alive. Yeah. Something is not okay. And all I could really think is whatever the fuck this shit is, it seems to attack whatever your most vulnerable components of yourself are. Mm-hmm. Like, so everything that I felt like was already not at a strong point, it was hitting that even harder. And so when Lena got home, she's like, she's very, you know, uh, caregiver st- status, you know? So she's like, it's weird to, for a nurse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's, and a mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's like trying to, you know, make me a sandwich, things like that. And like, I could take like two bites of it and then nothing. And I'm like, it was just, I lost 30, over 30 pounds in yeah. two weeks. And it was insane. I could hardly talk. I used to do this video chat with my guys, you know, I'd get on there and like, I could hardly say anything. It was, it was getting scary. Yeah. And all of a sudden I started feeling a little better and I was like, holy shit, you know, like, and then I, I took it more seriously at this point though, of course, cause mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I meet some of these factors of where illnesses are already not good. I'm getting older. I was like, I just need to make sure that I'm, I'm not being careless in right. my environment. And if, uh, so like now, even today, if we go into a shelter and they're having a COVID outbreak, right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put on one of those fucking medical masks mm-hmm. if I have to go through and check something out. Cause I know it'll reduce the chance. Well, of that, being that's different than just, you know, 
you know you're going into a yeah, area yeah. that like that's so it's just mitigating as much as yeah. possible and knowing knowing the fact that it's not going to remove and 100 percent guarantee no, yeah it's it's just and so it's, it's like when i'm done with there i'm going to need to throw this mask away wash my hands use hand sanitizer whatever it may be and if i came in contact with anything else I'm, i might have to go change or have to right. do something else like there's different elements we have to i mean i knew people that said that when they were getting home you know they would stop in their doorway as soon as they walked in strip down put their clothes in a bag go shower like that was their routine because they they're surrounded by it you know people at hospitals things like that yeah. they're like i can't risk exposure but you think about all the times um so when I had it, of course, I didn't have much contact with anybody, right? Nobody mm -hmm. wanted to be around me. Yeah. And everybody else, when they have, they isolate. When Lena got it, um, one of the last times, you know, she would just stay in the room, and then I slept on the couch. You know? Yeah. Just those things of like, yeah, well, I don't want to. I do the same thing if you have the flu. I do the same thing if you're just yeah. caught, like, because we can't both be sick. We got kids yeah, to take care exactly. of things like that. Um, but yeah, it was just a trip, and um, of course, we we knew people that passed away, mm -hmm. and it was. I just always had a problem with people saying they died from COVID because COVID to me was not what killed them. It was another health factor that they had and COVID made that, it worse. And, and a lot of it, they died from misinformation on how to handle yeah. COVID. Um, Cause there were a bunch of studies that came out. If you got a for like, you know, relatively healthy people, it's not a huge deal, Yeah. but the big, the best thing you could do is they said fresh air and, and vitamin D. So get vitamin D three tablets, yeah. you know, and I take them, now just yeah. in general for health but they're just that they they just they so misman like i i don't know what i wonder what it's going to be like 20 30 years from now you know in school <laughs> curriculums when they're learning about the history of how how this happened yeah you know yeah because it's literally going to be like uh, it is generations when they learned about when we learned about like the plague it is the, it is the most mismanaged thing in our lifetime at yeah, least for sure and probably for you know even our parents yeah just it's sickening to see where we've gone with it yeah and it's so sad to see all because when you bring up the mental health aspect that's people still haven't recovered from that and they may never will because they may never trust the system again because yeah. a lot of folks that need that care the most they already have trust issues because they've been traumatized somehow yeah they've already been through enough and you think about how many people were um struggling already to like maintain their weekly appointments but they were doing it Mm -hmm. And then they got told they couldn't do it anymore because those offices shut down or their counselor no longer did in-person appointments, but they didn't have access to do Zoom meetings and all these different things. And now now we're at a point where some offices are opening back up. They're starting to do in-persons again, um, but they can get shut down again. Like we're at risk of it. So it's like you can't ask somebody to dedicate themselves to something if they know it's possibly temporary right. when they need it full time or possibly permanent. And it's just it's sad. It is. And. Are we at a pausing point? Because I really got to pee. Oh yeah, I can. This I can pause anytime. Zevia is delicious, and I drink drink the whole can. So. Source sponsors at Zevia. <laughs>